Hello, good morning, and thank you for joining us. Yes, we are going to flip-flop today's program, uh, meaning I'm live right now, and we will have uh, Kevin and my interview from Tuesday will be, oh, I don't know, around, around 9.30 uh, for that time, because, yes, I'm going to slip out and easily get to the first tee in time. The big downgrade this week, right? The U.S. government mysteriously is downgraded. As I say mysteriously, it's like, what? You know, here, here's the things they cited, right? It's like, well, the debt ceiling debate. That was like a long time ago. It wasn't last week or even the last month. It's done. Stuff like that. Stuff that's been there forever. So I have no idea. I mean, honestly, and it's completely irrelevant. And the market, I don't really think, cares. If it cared, it would have had a reaction. Now, did the market go down on um, Tuesday or whatever it was? Thursday, excuse me. Yeah. Is that the reason why? I don't know. Is it the reason why? Because oil prices change or interest rates change or a Fed governor says something. The Fed moves a quarter of a point or hints about it. That's what we say that day. <clears throat> but it's, it's, not, it's not usually the case. And it most certainly doesn't have any legs. A, a meaningless downgrade of... U.S. debt, does it make any sense to anybody? Oh, yeah, yeah, we're spending too much money. and blah, blah, blah. Okay, which currency in the world has a higher rating to you? France? Uh, I, I, and answers, please. Which is the world currency? The U.S.? There isn't another one. Even though I know, well, what if Russia and Iran and all the criminals in the world get together and create a new currency? Because, you know, because everybody likes China and Russia and Iran and such. And, man, it's going to be, everybody will flock to that. No, they won't. They, they won't. So... It makes for great political theater, and it means nothing. Absolutely nothing in any practical sense. It's a downgrade. So, so let's, let's say, okay, so S&P, whatever, 14 years ago downgraded, right? <clears throat> Never upgraded after the crisis was resolved. Leaving other governments that nobody trusts <clears throat> with AAA ratings in the United States with Double A plus or whatever it is. It makes no sense. None. It doesn't make any sense that Johnson and Johnson and Apple have a higher rating than the U.S. government. Do they have a military? The, the world's best military? Do they have a printing press? I mean, none of it makes any sense. Thus, the market doesn't care. It doesn't care. 
politicians care. It's a political thing. I had a funny conversation with a client. Um, his, his son is, is extremely leftist, apparently. And he, he, he had to tell me the story. So, so, so my, I asked, my son comes over once in a while. He's very focused on the market, plugs on CNBC, and has been mumbling for way over a year that the market's going to has to tank and all these things, right? Can't possibly go up. And he came over and he kicks it on and, and they said, oh, yeah, Dad, the market tanked yesterday, blah, 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 on is oh well, what caused that? You know what, what caused the downgrade of the of the U.S. dollar? Oh, um, January sixth. It's like January sixth. What are you watching MSNBC? And I, <laughs> it's just funny because it is so true. How can you make this up? I mean, people could. I, can you do that with a straight face? I mean, like wow, that is really bizarre. But this also, the reason I go into this is because it's important. It's important to understand where we get our inputs. It's important to understand that, guess what? Talk radio hosts are going to use the same stuff to do what? Beat up Joe Biden. It's because of Joe Biden. It's because of the Democrats. And some of that is true because of the spending. But it's not like Trump didn't spend like a drunken sailor, too. It's a problem, our reliance on an entity that can't get anything right, the government. It's a, it's a problem for us that we want to spend more money and not solve problems. If, if, if education sucks, and it does, it, it's absolutely horrifyingly bad. Nothing in the world does the same, is done the same way as it was 50 years ago except education. And it's inconceivable with all the tools available to us, all the resources available, that kids are popping out dumber than they used to be. Not even possible. Nothing in the world is like that, right? The automobile is better. The sound on your headphones, it's better. Medicine is better. Everything in the world but education is better. Why? Because we wrap it up and say, well, government needs to do this. Okay. And what does government say? We need more money. Well, okay, you need more money. But, but what are you doing to change what it is you're doing? Because that doesn't make any sense to just put more money into something that isn't working. Yeah, we need more money. That's what government does all the time. And so it wrecks everything. It's a problem. And we spend too much money on everything. It doesn't matter if you agree with this program or disagree with that program over there in the government. Hey, it's too much money. We all get it. And downgrade maybe just reminds us. So it has one positive thing to it, but it doesn't do anything. It's not like government bonds got crushed overnight and remain where they were. We're well below where interest rates peaked. Not long ago. Down 4.5, 4.6. We're down at 4.05 now. 
Oh, yeah, we're up from 3.95 at the beginning of the week. Ooh. And what causes that? Oh, it must be the downgrade. No, not necessarily. It's all kinds of factors. But when we point at one thing and then we use it as a political baton, we don't even come to any kind of resolution. I mean, saying it's January 6th is weird. I mean, who actually says that out loud and goes, oh, yeah, that was really one of the dumbest things I've ever said, heard. But they say this every day. They're just like Trump did it. It is amazing. And Trump is a problem. There's no doubt about that. But he didn't. <laughs> January 6th didn't do that. Kind of a long time ago. Really weird. Three over three years ago. And that's the cause. But we use these things as a weapon rather than coming to an understanding that we spend too much money. There's no question about it. It does have a long-term effect, but it also allows for people not just to make political points, but it also allows people to say, see, we're in real trouble. You need to buy guarantees. You need to tie up your money for the next 10 years in equity index annuity that won't work because the world is ending. You need to buy gold because the world's ending. Look what's in my safe. It goes on and on. It's another weapon, tool to use to sell garbage with fear. There's never, they never take this and put it in, you know, this is unfortunate. Um, I wish we didn't need these wake-up calls to understand that the government spends too much money. It intrudes on people's lives and it wrecks the economy. I wish we didn't need to do this, but there's a reminder that we're doing that. And we're continuing to run down this road. Run at top speed down the wrong road. We can't have that discussion. It's all fear all the time. And even with that, all of this nonsense, what does the market do? It continually marches to all-time highs. That's the big picture. This whole year makes no sense. Nobody got it right. And the thing is, is that the best thing to do is not try to get it right. You don't know the future. You don't know who's going to win the White House. You might get lucky and guess. You don't have any idea in particular what the market's going to do. And let's pretend you're a Goldman Sachs strategist. You're wrong 51% of the time statistically. Wall Street strategists are wrong in the direction of the market 51% of the time. 51. Once again, I remind you that blind monkeys throwing darts are right more than that. They're right 50%. It's remarkable, and yet we're. this is what we're predicting. We continue to predict. The strength of the dollar was something I, I just, I don't know how I talk about this, but we get on with these strategists, you know, with J.P. Morgan and Goldman Sachs, and sometimes there's a little bit of insight. First Trust, all the others. It's like, boom, brainiac people. And it's like they just can't stop themselves, even when you say, 
you don't know, I'm not interested in a market, your market outlook. Because most of the time, everybody's wrong. You try not to say you're wrong, but they get the point. You know, you blame everybody else. Wall Street, generally, is wrong. And we don't need to predict it. But just give us some insight on what you think is, you know, what kind of developments there are out there. Not predictions. Like, what's, you know, is, is, how is AI? Tell us something insightful about AI. What, what's the industry it's going to impact next? The best, the most. Who's spending the most money on it? Who's wh- which companies are the most vulnerable to that? There's nothing predictive about that. We all know it's coming. It's coming to everybody. Will people be able to use it as a tool, or will it destroy their livelihood? It's an interesting time. No doubt. No doubt. But they still can't stop themselves from saying, well, we think the U.S. dollar, I mean, I went, went through this about two, two weeks ago or something with somebody, and this, I said, no, I don't want, they were trying to do an analysis of one of our portfolios, and it's really helpful. They can do some risk analysis stuff. They've got all the tools, and it's just good to get some other insight. Am I missing something? That kind of stuff, right? And so you're looking at it and thinking about it, and it's like, well, you know, do you, do you want some market outlook? And it's like, no, I don't. And what do they do? They give you a market outlook anyway. They just, like, they can't stop themselves. Wait a minute, excuse me, part of our speech, this starts right here. And they proceed to tell us why, this time, emerging markets are going to work, even though they haven't worked for, like, 15 years. But today they are because the prices are really good, and you know why? Because the U.S. dollar is going to be declining. Okay. The notoriously hard to predict dollar strength or weakness right and I'll, I'll share some some data with you here later on that is what they're going to predict that's the trigger and they can't stop themselves even when you have just made fun of them it's this weirdness that goes around wall street all of the time and they can't stop. They can't stop. You know, it's it's just it's fascinating. And we do this over and over and over again. And this is the reason why the market did whatever. You know, moved like nothing. After going up. I mean, the NASDAQ is up 33% year to date. 33, and it's not supposed to have done that. It was going to go down. All the people on Wall Street knew that. And after a minus 3% week, it's still up 33. The S&P is up almost 17 year to date. Not supposed to do that. Just not supposed to do that. We all knew coming into the year, tech stocks, blah, blah, blah. So, again, we're back to this whole thought process of why are we worried about credit downgrades? Why are we trying to figure out when in my lifetime, your lifetime, somebody's lifetime, gold is actually going to work? When? When? 
I mean, there, there's no there's no income from it, but now we're going to, in the disaster here, the downgrade 14 years ago or 12 years ago, whatever it was. And now it is this time, though. Ross Perot and the hockey stick deficit. Scott's gold's coming back. It's coming back. It's coming back. This time it's silver, maybe. It's just stunning. We get wrapped in this fear. The fear that never comes. The end that's not here. Maybe even, unfortunately, you, you, you're caught in this place that's like things are actually frightening and it, it takes up too much file space in your brain and it, it's depressing and it takes you away from some of the fun in life you, because we worry incorrectly about stuff. Too much. Fear, 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 fear. Oh, no, I'm just, you know, I'm just pragmatic. I'm not a pessimist. I'm just, you know, I just think things through. Really. And so for 50 years, 60 years, 70 years, you've been buying gold. How's that going? How's that pragmatic, thoughtful, you're thinking through kind of depressing result? Got to buy those guarantees because, you know, any day now the market's going to crash and you'll lose. And you won't lose because the market comes back to all-time highs because it always has. It's not a guarantee. <laughs> it's just incredible. We get wrapped up in the daily news and, and use it as a tool to beat people into buying things that won't work have never worked, but this time, for sure, another tool is out this week. The U.S. dollar downgrade. That frankly is so boring. The world doesn't care. Who is Fitch anyway? And why now? All this stuff is long ago been happening or whatever. It just doesn't make none of, nothing makes sense. It's just now figuring out that it was January 6th that did it. That's it. January 6th. Over three years ago. Incredible. But we use these things as political weapons, as the death of everything, and things to sell people on that the world is coming to an end. It's, it's really something. It's really something. And boy, was it loud out there. Our number is 580-5436-580-KIDO. It's Dave at PetsoFinancial.net. If you prefer email, we'll be right back. Hello, welcome, and thank you for joining us. 580-5436-580-KIDO is our number. And if you prefer email, Dave at PetsoFinancial.net. Net. You know, we had uh, so many different mixed economic reports last week. And it's, again, it's the market's up, the market's down, the market's sideways. The market on Friday, for example, was, in fact, up in the morning, up big. Was that Amazon? Well, wait a minute. Apple, Apple's the biggest company, and Apple didn't do well, and it stock went down. Okay, so it's not one stock. Okay, let's see. What, 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 what could it be? 
Oh yeah, good. It was a it was a slow jobs number, but but still adequate. We weren't falling into a recession. It was adequate, so maybe the Fed will let down a little bit. Well, anyway, mumble, mumble, mumble. Here's the reason why the market moved. Did did, did it mean in the afternoon that everybody just changed their mind and the opposite was true? I don't like the jobs report anymore. I liked it this morning. I hated it in the afternoon because what happened in the afternoon yesterday? The market did a 180. It finished down after being up substantially. So the headline writers are scrambling and going, um, what do we make up now? You see what this is why, like literally listening, oh, market's up. Why? Don't know is the only honest answer. There's more buyers and sellers at this moment. At the end of the day, we'll tally it up and see actually what happens. Because instead of chasing around going, stock's up on great jobs numbers, kind of weak, slowing down, Fed's ready to cut rates, maybe at least pause, market's exuberant about Amazon earnings. Ooh. What happened? Because a few hours later, we're actually looking at red ink all over the place. No, Amazon wasn't down for the day. You get the point, though. It just wasn't up as much, and the general market ended up finishing down. There wasn't new news that came out. You know, I mean, a rocket didn't hit somewhere. Nothing changed. And so chasing around with all of these things, and you look at it, you say, look, it's a mixed bag of economic numbers. Jobs are okay, maybe, right? I mean, maybe they're okay. But then the civilian employment numbers were good, but a few months ago they were really bad, so maybe they're okay. Stocks are overvalued. They were in January. They're really overvalued now. And then they go up, but are they all overvalued? Is it all the same? All stocks in the same bucket? No, that's not really true. And interest rates are higher. Profits are not much higher. Making higher valuations, I don't know. It just keeps going up, up. And now we have people all across Wall Street that are going, fine, fine, fine. I thought the market was going down. It's not. And now I'm capitulating and I'm changing directions and now I'm a bull. Okay. Well, that's okay. I mean, it's good. Yeah, people are wrong. I admit that they're wrong. It's amazing. Actually, most people don't. But we're now admitting we're wrong when valuations were too high and now they're like 20% higher than that. And they're not uniform. And it's it, and interest rates are even higher than they were, which is supposed to be another factor in valuations. How about we do this? We don't make predictions. Except something like, Markets will be volatile. 
They will go up. They will go down. They ultimately seem to go forever and always have to all-time highs. In the meantime, breaking hearts and squashing dreams if you take on too much leverage. That's not predictive. That's just what's happened. And if we own the great corporations of the world, when they give you a price break and own them through the downturns, you never get the low price, and they go to all-time highs. This is, seems to be a no-brainer, but we got to figure out when gold's going to turn because I'm telling you, sometime in my life, gold's going to work. It's going to work. It's going to be the thing. The thing that works. It's just going to be. Instead of predicting it. We don't have to predict these things. We can react to what the world gives us. React to what the world gives you. Don't predict it. If interest rates are higher and you now are earning something on cash, that should change the way you perceive, say, an income portfolio. Not, hmm, I wonder if I should move it all over into CDs. No, that's not what that says. It now says there's a new tool available as part of the overall package that wasn't there before. You don't have to buy bonds because that's what they have always done. did, is buy a certain percentage of bonds in a portfolio when they're yielding 2% or less. It doesn't make any sense. To not look at the world and react to what it gives you. When prices go down, own companies. Buy some of the stuff you missed before. Don't predict how low it will go. Own them. Buy them. And when the market goes back up a lot, it's okay if you want to trim and right size. Not sell it all because you know the market's going down, like all of Wall Street said in January, which was nothing more than thanks a bunch because it's already down a ton in 22. And you told me it was going to keep going up. We don't have to predict and we shouldn't predict and it always leads us wrong. It does. We don't have to predict, just react to what we are given. Our number is 580-5436-580-KIDO. It's Dave at PetzoFinancial.net. We'll be right back. Hello, welcome, and thank you for joining us. 580-5436-580-KIDO. We haven't had any calls for a while, you know? It's interesting. Okay, I know. We've had some recordings and stuff like that. It's slow in the summer. I know, I know. All right. I. Hey, this is an important thing for me, for all, I think all of us, I know all of us, to really think about from time to time because it, 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 it is an important thing. You know, how, you know how you can wake up in the morning and, you know, for whatever reason, you're just not very happy, right? You're just like, Bleh. and all you really have to do is Decide you're not. You know, you just like that's ridiculous. I'm not gonna be 
a grump today. That's just silly. And, and you change it. You can change it that fast. And I think that part of, if you will, the, the overall, the news is so negative, and it is, and it's negative all the time, and the anger is real. And, and, and sometimes there's justified things. You know, the two-tier justice system we're going through is frightening. It's frightening, and it's, it's like, argh! it makes you so mad. Don't get me wrong. I, I hope Trump goes away, okay? I mean, it's just like, ah! These two are just terrible for the country. But it isn't right, and we feel that, and we get caught up, and we get so angry about it. It can be righteous, but it still eats us up. And so I like when I find things and 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 and, and grab tidbits and I and 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 I, and I just think that sometimes we miss the picture of how amazing things are how 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 fortunate we are to have been born in America during the greatest time to be alive it's like you've won the lottery of life. Period. No comma buts. Period. And we just got to quit comma butting everything. Yeah, but. This is what's wrong. That's what's wrong. And sometimes you just got to go, okay, enough of the crankiness. It's just plain old great. It's just great. No comma buts today. Just just for this moment. Just enjoy. Just enjoy that. You see, I we get caught up so much, I think, in, you know, social media and this guy's richer than me, and so that's not fair. Because how much money does Elon Musk need? Huh? How many billions is enough? Elizabeth Warren wants to take it away. Because it's too much. We need a wealth tax. Why? Because I'm full of envy. That's why. I'm just full of it. I hate people that have more than me. I hate prettier women than I am. Well, welcome to the world. I'm sorry, Elizabeth. It is just sad. But it's true. It's human nature. It's not her. It's human nature. But... This is what has been created. Billionaires are spending their own money on really silly stuff. So, I mean, like, really silly stuff. Like, who launches rockets into space? I mean, seriously. Come on. Who would do that? NASA can't figure out how to do it because, you know, we probably need to 10 years for a permitting um, you know, to work our way through permits to figure out if it's okay to roll the rocket from the manufacturing facility a quarter mile away to the launch pad. Or if there's some toads or something along the way that might be a problem. We need an environmental impact study. Really. And you think I'm exaggerating, don't you? You, you know it's not true. I'm not exaggerating. It's, they still haven't built the high-speed rail they still haven't finished all the permitting for it between L.A. and San Francisco. It's over 10 years. Remarkable. Remarkable. 
But here's what's going on, right? So they're like spending billions of dollars on something that probably, almost certainly, isn't going to make them billions of dollars. And it advances the world. Government won't do that. Government can't will that. So take their money away because you're envious and you live less. Always true. Always. So that's part of it. But here's the other thing. Man, this is America. You live here. We have 5% of the world's population. Five. And 25% of the world GDP. That's how much better you live than anybody else in the world, you king you. So it's okay to smile. It's okay. Maybe you're like a prince uh, because you're not a billionaire, so you're not a king. Okay? But being a prince is pretty good, right? Born in America. Now, before you put the comma, but what about the people over here? What about the people over there? What about the poor people there? Yeah. Help them. Give away some of your excess to help them. Maybe even some excess time to help them. But what help is it to just say comma but to everything? But it's not perfect. My life isn't perfect. I'm not a billionaire. Launching rockets into space. And now you can go up to your cabin in the middle of nowhere. Have a box that SpaceX built. Another billionaire. Stupid idea. Crazy. Who launches rockets for crying out loud? Who sends up billions of dollars of satellites? Crazy. So that you can take a box, point it at the sky, and it automatically finds the satellite. Voila, high-speed internet. Anywhere. Anywhere. Crazy billionaires. Yeah, I'm sure NASA would have got around to it in 2135. Permitting should have been done by 2100 by then, I guess. You know, it, 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 this is where we live, and it's amazing. And, and yet, here's, here's the news, right? So, so this, is, this is kind of the other side of the story of how we see things. So, as you know, they're all trying to go to Mars and all these things, and they want these big rockets to come back because it's a lot less expensive to not just have your rocket, like, blow up or burn up on reentry. Use it again. So they have this big, big, big rocket because he's got to get really going fast to make it all the way to Mars. And it was a massively, inspirationally successful launch that SpaceX did. But that's not what happened. According to the news reports, SpaceX launched a rocket today and, well... Elon's rocket blew up. 
got off the launch pad and blew up. I guess it's back to the drawing board. Now, what people didn't see, many saw or care to continue to find out about, is that there was a celebration beyond belief about this within SpaceX. Why? Because it didn't blow up on the launch pad or the first mile up. It blew up 45 miles up. Nobody thought the rocket was going to make it that built it. They were stunned it made it 45 miles, which has all the great inventors, all the magic in the world that's changed is because people failed a lot. This isn't a failure. They figured out another way it wouldn't quite work. They're getting closer, closer than you can imagine, with their own money. How cool is that? How cool is America to let people do that? How messed up is the rest of the world to not see that? It's crazy. Crazy. We won the lottery of life. America, greatest time in history. No comma buts. I got to take a quick break. When we come back, we got Terry, we got Al, and we hopefully have you. 580-KIDO. We'll be right back. Hello, welcome. Thanks for joining us. 580-KIDO. That's our number. Let's go ahead and run on over to Terry. Terry, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, please. Oh, good morning, Professor. Good morning. Hey, I, well, I'm just, you're interrupting me re-cataloging re, uh, my library here. Just, uh, you sound like you'd really needed a phone call. <laughs> it's, it's good. It's good to actually know that there's people out there once in a while, you know. <laughs> and I know part of that's my fault, our fault. We've, you know, been traveling and doing some stuff, so, and. No, yep. no, no, no. You're you're using the resources you've been given to make a better life. There you go. I like Sit it. down and shut up, Okay. <laughs> Perfect. No, that's it. That's it. It, it. Eating out last night over at Eddie's, and the waitress forgot my soup. Oh. And she was all apologetic and everything, and I looked at her and said, if that's the worst thing that happens today, it's a pretty good day. That's true. That's a good way to look at it, too. I like it. You kind like of do your whole life that way. you got to make money to give money away. If you want to do good works, well, if you haven't got money, go do good works personally. That's but, right. So... Yep. It's absolutely true. Terry, I, you can hear the music. Did you have anything else, buddy? I'm sorry. We're just low no. on time here. Oh, no, sir. I just wanted to you know, stop you from crying on the phone. <laughs> I appreciate it a lot. I really do. Always well, good. well, David. Yep, and uh, thank you, sir. I really appreciate it. You have a great rest of the day. Thanks. All right, man. Bye. Man, bye. All right. Well, you do hear the music. We all hear the music, okay? And uh, we're going to have to take a break here for Fox News. Al, we'll grab you on the other side. Tall Boise Bill will do the same. Al, you better be good because I'm not going to have you go on to a rant, okay? So you can think about that at the break. We'll be happy to take your questions, okay? Ah, and finally, remember, 5% of the population and 25% of the world, that's us. We're amazing. Hello, welcome, and thank you for joining us. And, of course, as we always say, these are my opinions and my opinions only, and we're not here to make noise, pound on stuff, or make weird predictions that are, like, almost never right. That's not, we're not here to tell you what to buy, 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 or sell, sell, sell. That's noise. We're the anti-noise 
this isn't the hardest game in the world. But it seems to be for human beings, generally speaking. And that's what, thank you, for 35, 36 years, whatever it is, I don't know. So it's a lot of time allowing me to do this. It's been fun. It is fun. It's some good brain food for me. All right, real quickly before we, oh, uh, two things. One, if you're just joining us, we uh, are flip-flopping. So this is our final segment here. So if you want to give us a call, we should have some time for that. 580-5436-580-KIDO. That's our number. And uh, I, real quickly, uh, uh, just to say, yes, it's going to be a recording here for the last half of the, this hour, okay, uh, from Kevin and, and I uh, earlier this week. I thought it was pretty interesting, though, actually, so I think you'll enjoy it. Now, um, quick on an email here before we get to the phones. The J&J, Johnson & Johnson Exchange, it's a spinoff, okay? And can you, uh, a spinoff of one of their businesses, okay? It's called Kenview, and you can exchange your some of your stock for it. I can't make a recommendation on that one way or another. Uh, you don't have to. You don't have to exchange any of it. Uh, you can exchange all of it. It's up to you, and, and you'll have to do the research on it. I, I really haven't seen much talked about this at all, but they're spinning off uh, 80% of this company. They're keeping and retaining 20-ish percent, and um, that's really all I can tell you about it. You're going to have to do your own research and figure out if you want to participate, but you are not forced to, okay? So that you know that. Fred, thank you for the email. appreciate it. And if you have an email question, it's dave at petsofinancial.net. All right, let's go to Al. Al, thanks for calling. Hey, good morning. Hey, you know, uh, you sounded pretty, uh, you know, upbeat there about uh, America. But I got two. I got a question, and really, it has two aspects of it that I would like you to answer. The first one uh, that that I see that kind of, you know, is not so upbeat is it's a letter that's posted on the SEC website. It's S seven dash zero eight dash twenty two, and it's it's from it, it's uh, uh, to Vanessa Countryman, who's the secretary there with the secret with the uh, SEC, and it talks about payment for order flow, okay, and how you know the transparency in the payment for order flow is really uh, you know not uh, up to snuff with what we would want to have in our uh, world where we have transparency in all trading. Okay, the second thing that I think uh, is really not very upbeat at all is the fact you have uh, Lawrence Kulikoff, Ph.D. economist out of Boston University, saying that we have $200 trillion in unfunded liabilities. Now, America's great. Yeah, we can print money out of thin air. Okay, money is debt. Now we have $200 trillion in unfunded liabilities, plus we have $95 trillion in total debt in the country. So now given those two instances of, of what I would say are really uh, uh, you, you know, things that don't put us in a very nice position going forward, uh, how can you address those two uh, issues, please? Okay, we'll do that. Thank you, Al. appreciate it. Now, um, the... First one on order flow, that's, uh, it, that is interesting and is being debated right now and um, debated in a big way. Number one, the cost of trading is now zero. Zero. You go out and buy a million dollars worth of stock, it costs you nothing. Zero. It's, just, it's inconceivable. 
but we worry about order flow. So it's one or the other. Either either by directing, like say Schwab, TD, anybody, Merrill Lynch, they direct trades to through a certain desk and get a fraction of a share, maybe a tenth of a penny. Times all the shares allows it to be instead of nineteen ninety nine, fifty nine ninety nine, one hundred and seventy dollars, like it was to buy a couple hundred shares when I started. No, no, no joke. It was really awful. And having bid ask spreads that are, we're talking about going to a half a penny now. And most executions on very liquid ones, if you look close, you'll see they are done in a half a penny. Only large ones are done in a much larger. For example, if you trade probably $50,000 worth of a highly liquid, uh, you know, actively traded ETF, you, you may buy it at buy a thousand shares at 50.05 five instead of six cents it's incredible it's it's absolutely incredible so execution has been incredible it's watched very closely and the and and there has to be payment for custodying assets and that's where it is and the SEC is unbelievably wrong there's nothing wrong here it's just noise and they want more government regulation is going to take away the liquidity in the markets without a question. And the cost is coming back then. I don't. It's much cheaper to not pay $10 for a trade or more than worrying about one-tenth of a penny. It just doesn't make sense. Anyway, that's number one. Number two, unfunded liabilities are astronomical. It's not a question of fighting the good fight. It's just simply saying... We don't need to, every day, wake up and figure out what's wrong and why we shouldn't invest. This is what we do. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that the world is perfect and that America can't be better by not spending money for my grandchildren. I've been preaching that for 40 years. That's not new. All I'm saying is when we get caught up every single day, in why this is going to end, why it's supposed to have ended, why I should be buying gold. Year after year after year after year, then you just live in this muck and mire that's not very much fun. I'm pretty sure your girlfriend doesn't like it either. And I'm not talking about you, Al. I'm just saying it's not. It's not very fun or interesting. It's a bore to be always caught up in this negativity. And what the problem with that is, is that's fine. You go do your thing. But all I'm saying is if that's what, where I live, how do I actually invest? How do I launch rockets into space? How do I start a business? Why do I have a child? Why? We wouldn't want to live forward. That's all. That's all. Tall Bill. Tall Boise. I'm not sure which. Yeah, Dave. Dave, thanks for taking my call. Thank you for calling. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to say regarding your previous monologue, bravo, bravo, bravo. Thank you. I was in a theater. I would stand up and applaud. <laughs> Thank you, it sir. It was the most inspirational 
that I've ever heard or read in my 80 years. Oh, now that's but you got to do more reading then, Bill. <laughs> I, I'm an avid reader, Dave. I'm an avid reader. Thank and you, I, sir. And that's the response I would expect from somebody as sharp as you are. You're very, very kind. Thank you, sir. I appreciate Thank you, Dave. it. Take, yeah, take care. Thank you, and thanks for the call. That's just very kind of you to take the time and do that. I wow, made my day. Thanks, Bill. Our number is 580-5436-580-KIDO. Plenty of time left, really. I've got, you know, not quite 10 minutes, but we're close. So if you want to ring it up, please do. All right. Every single time I look at these things, I just go, man, this is crazy. It's just absolutely crazy. How much stuff is happening out there and how frightening it is and all those things, right? I mean, it's... No doubt about it. It's frightening. Artificial intelligence. And this is, this is something that we just ran this experiment at the office, okay? And uh, we have this trial thing for chat GBT, okay? And used it to redo our bios. Just took a picture of it. Rewrite this. And, of course, seconds later, it comes back completely redone. And I mean a lot. Now, the first one was so, you know, I, I just, I laugh about it. I wish I was I had, had these two in front of me to, to, to give you an example of how funny it is. But it's all this flowery stuff. It's absolutely absurd. I mean, it's not me at all, okay? And, um... And so I said, this is just too flowery. I mean, it's amazing it did this. That's cool, but this is too flowery. And so Jennifer grabs it and goes back, and, and she says, and then comes back with another one, another version. Do you know what she asked, the, the, put into chat GPT? said, this time, less words, less woke. That's it. And it nailed it. Down to one sentence. One sentence was, no. Okay? Now, this is just the beginning of AI, okay? It's scary. It's frightening. It's the Terminator. It really is. And really, 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 really smart people that know a lot more about this than I do are scared. And I think rightfully. And we just simply have to look at it and go, oh, there's nothing you can do. I can curl up in a ball and wait for the Terminator to show up. Or I can live life and enjoy the fruits of this and, well, hope it works out. Because there's zero I can do about it. But here's the amazing part and the frightening part. It's just getting going. And it writes that good. And it understood woke. And redid it in seconds. This is writing. They already have supercomputers trying to figure out and already have all the little things in our body, right? Proteins and all those other things. Mapping our genes. Curing cancer, Alzheimer's. Coming, coming soon to a world near you. And all of that mixed in is very frightening. There's no doubt. I don't have to predict it. It is frightening. What I don't need to predict but I certainly can predict, is that bad guys in the world don't care. So government intervention in this is going to be a joke. 
we have to do it. We've got to unleash everything we have to our Defense Department. Have to. Putting parameters on the good guys and allowing the bad guys not to, which is what we typically do, isn't going to work. So I'm right now at this place that goes, man, this is really something, this AI. And we're seeing a, a bit of a mini boom in some places of the market. And NVIDIA is a, an example of that because they're so far ahead of everyone else in chips. For AI. Others will catch up. But there, there are spots. But that's not what I, I, I come at it from. I, I, I think there's also uses within the markets for productivity. So people don't want to work or work from home? Fine. AI will take care of that. You don't think AI is going is right now taking your order at McDonald's, Starbucks, soon, or is? All of that stuff. And it goes in the computer under your name. Maybe next time you just simply are in the neighborhood and it makes you your favorite latte or whatever. Who knows? Okay, that's convenient. It's no big deal. But what is a big deal? is thinking through the equations that it takes to get into outer space. Cure cancer, on and on. And unfortunately, what I discovered, too, with our own office using it in the very minor way, just played around with it. It redesigned our webpage, too. Huh. That's interesting. I wonder how many web page designers that might impact how many writers down the road when it's a tool oh well i'm i'm told already that hollywood writers use ai have been they just fix it up polish it up so how many more writers are you know it's just it's going to be a major impact there's no doubt about it no doubt about it but here's where I, I, I feel like, for me, I keep telling myself this. You don't need to predict it. It's you already know a lot of these things are going to happen. You don't know when. You don't have to predict it. And there's nothing you can do about it. So as we look at it, worry about it, because that's what we tend to do is worry more than go, wow, this is so cool. And I get it. Might be the end of the world. But until that happens, there's no reason to sit around and predict it. Worry about it in any way, shape, or form. I know we can't help it. We go there. It's, it's us. It's our tendency. It's who we are. But in the meantime, the level of productivity problem-solving that's coming at lightning speed. It's kind of like, try to stay healthy and alive for 10 more years, and then you're going to have a lot more ahead. Healthy. Not just life. Healthy. It's a really interesting time, and we don't have to predict that. It's simply a fact. And once again, let's just react to it, not predict it. 
Okay. Hey, in case you're just tuning in now, this is it. We're done. I'm done. I'm out of here. Going to go play golf. And Kevin Miller and I from Tuesday is playing for the rest of this hour. In the meantime, I hope you have a wonderful day, wonderful weekend, a beautiful life, because we are living in America in the greatest time ever. Have a great weekend.